If you're looking for hats for your business, hunting club, or just whatever, go check out Chickasahay Hat Company. It's locally owned by good folks, so you don't have the hassle of dealing with big box companies. They carry multiple different brands and sizes, including the number one selling hat, the Richardson 112. Custom embroidery is available on all hats and shirts, and to top it off, 10% of all profits go to charities for people that struggle with addiction. Like I said, good people. You can check them out on Facebook at Chickasahay Hat Company or on the web at chickasahayhatco.com. We're back for another episode of the Pinstripes Camo Podcast, and we are still at the Mississippi Wildlife Extrava- uh, Extravaganza in Pearl, and uh, we've got two ladies that, that have been beating our door down to come in here and talk to us. So literally, we- <laughs> 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 we've got Emma Powell and Ashley Jones, Sippy Girls. You guys did a show with us back in February. Um, I feel like forever ago. It really does. Do you even remember it? Yeah, I was laying in bed. Uh, but that ain't what I was talking about. When did we do? Oh, that was nice. You don't remember? It? You <laughs> you know I what I'm talking it. about? Yeah. I think somebody had gotten into the. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when did we do Sippy Girls? Like February? It was in February. Okay. It was Ladies Month. I was drinking a glass of wine. Yeah. And who? All right, so who else was on the show when we did it? You two were on it. Nicole. Nicole was on it, and Brian. Brian, yeah, that's right. That was fun. That was fun. So, you guys enjoying the show up here? Always. I've seen mad dashes around it because I've had to run through the whole time because I've got to get out of here and leave. But I'm going to try to come back for the after party tonight. That's where we all had this brain. Yeah, I was at the Jeff Bates thing. Yeah, it was Jeff Bates and uh, somebody else. Who I don't know. Everybody's been asking that. Nobody knows. I only caught a little bit of that. I didn't stay very uh, long. Matt's got the thing here. It may say it no, on I'm going to look for it. Y'all keep you know, going. I haven't really even seen everybody that I normally see. Yeah. Yet, we know? were talking about that earlier, too. Like, there were some people that aren't here this year. And, you know, there's an, another show going on, too. And I think that the state, I, I think we, I think that we're doing a really, I don't want to say a bad job. but It's a disservice to all outdoors. Right. Because you got two of them going on at the Those two have got to quit arguing. Right. And join this back up into one instead of having two different on the same weekend. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. And it's it, all over yeah. a booth from a few years ago. Well, we're coming to this one because we enjoy this one. So It's gonna, hard when you're... You I haven't know, been to the other one. Yeah. I haven't either. Like ever. <laughs> I will tell you that some of the personalities that were here last year there are over there. They're across the deal now. Because yeah. we, we were just curious, and we Googled it and looked it up, and I was like, oh, that guy was here last year, and he was here, and they're gone. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're paying more. I was just going to say that. I was just thinking that. That had to be exactly what it was. How much are you guys getting paid to be here? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I told the two of you uh, when y'all came in that I was going to put you guys on the spot. Um. I know you, you know, with Sippy Girls, you're doing a lot of, you know, you're trying to promote that. And I uh, may have a request. 
Okay. And if you can do it, you can't. You do it. If you can't do it, don't do it. I'm blind to this, by the way. I have no yeah, I, I haven't even told Matt. Um, Whitetails Unlimited, you know how they do the the banquets around the state, mm-hmm. things like that? Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you guys ever been to one? Mm-hmm. We're doing one in Hattiesburg for the first time. It might be the first time ever. Uh-huh. It's August the 24th. That's a Thursday. Day for alligator season. That's right. <laughs> I've got tags the next day. So yeah, me too. <laughs> that's right. You did get I drawn. Did. I saw. So you and I both have got tags. Where where, where are your tags Reservoir. at? Reservoir. Okay, so I'm in the southwest zone. Okay. Um, and I was going to extend an invitation and put you guys on the spot, and now, you know, you're on air, so you got to come now. There's just no way around it. <laughs> I would love that. I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Believe me, alligator hunting still happening. I would love it. Oh That'd no. be a good, good start to alligator hunting season. Right. You go over there. You know, you, we eat dinner. You win a gun or whatever. Or and you're not gonna go gator hunting until the next night. Right. Right. So that's plenty of time to recover. I'll so. be honest with you guys. If if it was on Thursday night and it was waterfowl opening morning the next morning, I wouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky with alligator, you know, you're going out at night. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Robert and them go when it starts. They are on the water and do not stop for ten days. Like at noon. Yes, they go during the day. Take turns and I've yes. been on the boat. Yeah, is her this, and I went together a few times last year. Yeah. Is this private though? No, no, no. no it starts at the state season starts at noon. I didn't. Noon. Know you, I didn't know you kill one a daytime. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you can. Oh, uh, you just can't shoot one. Yeah, you can. Hooked, not hooked on public. That's it. Right, like you can't yeah. shoot still private. You can ride around. In a, you can ride around your pickup truck and shoot one with a rifle. Oh, yeah, but it attacks. has to be hooked. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. What are you talking about? You can't kill an alligator during the day. We get Ashley Jones is on the show. I, that's Louisiana mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to Louisiana. All right, so what do you think's harder, Mississippi? Yeah. Oh, Mississippi waste. Right. And look, I hope they can get me for this. Ricky can come in here and try to choke me out for Ricky's saying Ricky's not over the alligator program I know he's anymore. Not. Let me tell you something. They're out of their minds issuing less than 1,000 tags in the state of Mississippi. Oh, my Mississippi mom and I have had so many yes, alligators. It's getting to the point, <laughs> my mom and I had the same conversation. They've got to do something else because they're literally walking around Pearl. Right. Like right. at an intersection waiting for the light to change. He and They've I, got to do something. He and I went to a dead lake last year right off the Mississippi River. Yeah. And how many total gators did we see? 250, 300? Oh, at least. In one night? Yeah. Where was, night. was this? Is it Yucatan? Yucatan. Yucatan Lake. Across from like, across the river from Port Gibson. You go across the Yucatan Lake and which part of that's Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yucatan Lake's basically split Yeah, you got to stay half. on one side. We had to stay on one side. But, we couldn't go But you have side. to go through... Uh, Yucatan Creek to get to it. It's like a big ditch or canal or whatever you want to call it. And you could not, you can't drive your boat through there without hitting alligator. Like they're everywhere. Like I caught the runt because I'd never been. I got chills and I'm talking about it because I'm like so itching to go. <laughs> we, uh, and what did we do? Pass 30, 40 runts before I went ahead and got one? Yeah, it was like, no, not that one. Not that one. I mean, they're just everywhere. And finally, we were just like, like no, Matt, I want a runt that is we six wanted, foot, 11. Yes. It was 6'10 or 6'9? Uh, Maybe it's six eight, but it six, was six eight or six nine. It was, yeah, yeah, it was it close. Was, it was close. We just, what we were doing was like, I think that one's close. <laughs> I think I got a picture. It was the you don't want to mess run. that up. No, Mm-mm. we. But we never found the big one though. The rest of the night. No, I mean we saw some that were like eight or nine, but we didn't want to kill one under ten. 
Okay. I got a question. Okay. So when y'all go alligator hunting. I've been one time, so. Yeah, but when you went the one time, you didn't stay out all day and all night? All night. Oh, it was all night. When I pulled up and got on the boat, it was daylight. When I got back in my truck, it was daylight again. Oh, no. Like, we go, it never stops. Like, literally, we sleep on the boat. Yeah. That was was the rent gator. Oh, yeah. Y'all a little more into it than I am. Ben but, couldn't talk me into that problem. Oh, I'm not sleeping so, on the boat. <laughs> you did last year. Only if I have no choice. But in Mississippi, you don't, really. No. If somebody's yeah. got a tag and they're willing to go, that night, you better be on the Last boat. year when you and I went, because Chad was with us, too. He fell in the boat. No, not fell <laughs> in, the, in the boat. He fell in the water before we even went. With both of our phones in his pocket. Yes. Ooh. And but he then, was on. he was complaining to me about how many phones I go through during a gator season. And as he was complaining, he was walking onto the boat and just, boop. <laughs> it was a great start to the, to the whole thing. But he dried out really quick, though. Oh, yeah, but anyway. I want to ask Ashley if she's heard this. Uh, my family's looking for something to do this spring. We went to the Honey Island Swamp Tour. You know, they ride you around, throw marshmallows to the gators and everything. Mm-hmm. Somebody in Louisiana killed their gator last year. Dude was totally tame, but he got, got a tag. Wasn't illegal. And they, they, they're pretty hot about it at that place. Really? Oh, they had like a 12-footer that would sit there and they could just drop marshmallows in his mouth. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. And then somebody got him. See, but then <laughs> the person that did that, that like, why? what went through their head to say, know. hey, I'm going to do this? That is know. just well, a mean individual. The boat captain told me the story, and I was like, really? He was like, yeah, that's why all we have our small ones out here right now is our big one. But, but, but in Louisiana, he's he's baiting them and catching them, so he wouldn't have known what gator he was going to catch. I yeah. have no just hunting that area all the right. I just it know depends. they're more relaxed, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about the laws. So. I got have you because you you go through them so much more in the day and I, we really don't see them at night. I mean, during the day, can you start I guess if you're chasing that one gator over and over and over again and maybe for 3 or 4 days, do you ever like recognize them? Did like they have different markings or something like you know what I'm saying? Like my cows at they my house, like, I can recognize them. Well, they have their own little territories where they stay mm-hmm. in certain areas, but it depends on what kind of terrain I'm hunting. If I'm in the marsh, you know, I can wait on it to come up for just only so long. But you know, if I'm in out in a big open water like the reservoir mm-hmm. is comparable to where I hunt in Lake Verrett, and you know those gators, you can sit and wait on them to come back up. And you know, in Louisiana, you can snipe them. You yeah. cheat them, you know, and it's just up to you to get to them fast enough to mm-hmm. get a hook in them and get them pulled to the side of the boat. Hey, you just said something that made me think about it. All right, last night, uh, me and a couple guys went scouting on the on the Big Black River. We were going to check it out and see what we saw or whatever. And they'd seen a decent gator a few weeks back, and they wanted me to see it. And they marked it on their on their phone, on, I guess on Onyx. And they were talking about, okay, we're in his territory now. And I asked them, kind of, what is the territory of a, of you know of a mature male alligator? Like, what kind of range does a gator have? It depends on how populated the area is, but you know, from what I've seen, you know, if we have an area, say, the size of the reservoir, okay, then I would say, you know, where we are in Louisiana. Once we got about 10 good dominant alligators out of there, I would think that, you know, we'd gotten the bigger one. So I would say just a area of 
I mean, I have no clue, but maybe 200 square yards. Okay. You know. That's what, and that's what we were talking about, like, along the Big Black River. You know, it's not real big. And especially there we were at, it's, it's not, we weren't close to the Mississippi uh, to where it gets a little wider. And I was like, well, you know, all right, you marked it on your map that you saw that gator here. Like, how far down the river would he go? You yeah, know, that that, kind of that's kind of what I was asking her is, it, like, I guess if you see the same one and you know it's in that territory and you figure yeah. out if it's in that territory and that's his, would, could you almost, like if another one just happened to come through, you go, oh, no, that that's not the one. Right. If it's, I don't know if it's similar. Like I don't know frequent. what I'm asking. They like to frequent certain areas, but they're not like white-tailed deer. They're not moving through right. a bunch of land. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're moving in, with necessity. Yeah. And 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 I kind of wondered too because we were all right. So we we saw this gator and we you know we shut our lights off and we were going to try to get as close as we could to it to get a good look at it. We were like, well, it might be a that might be a gator that we're interested in. And you know he's the gator's running down the middle of the river, which told us that that's a good sized gator because the small ones hang to the sides most of the times and the bigger ones will run the middle of the river. And we followed this sucker, you know, trying to keep up with it to get a good look at it for. I'm thinking five, six hundred yards maybe down the river. And then we ran into another mature gator at that point in the river. It was like, okay, did we run this gator into this other gator's territory kind of deal? And will he go back? Or, you know, and, and we had so many questions about it, or I did anyway. And, but, you know, it was three o'clock in the morning. And they weren't it's answering. It's one of those things that <laughs> makes gator hunting so addictive in Mississippi is. You know, yeah. knowing whether or not you're making the right decision. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you going right. to stay on that gator and push it? Or, you know, is this going to be a more aggressive alligator that's going to stand his ground? Yeah. And, and it really is a game. And and when you find one that will stand his ground like that, that's the one I like to catch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm like, that's the bull. That's the one. Post up. <laughs> Just yeah. stay there. Yeah. yeah and you you know, took like a bow the, fishing last night while you are no, out there? No, we, we went frog again. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I ain't doing that one. What? I'm not. Uh-uh. Oh, it was fun. What, the few times, well, not a few times, I've been to our house a, a ton, but her son likes to torment me with the frogs. He brings in big bullfrogs <laughs> and he chases me around the yard. And I'm, My wife I, doesn't like frogs. Don't, I, do, I don't know what it is because I will pick up a snake, but a frog, I can't do it. Especially those little ones that's on side, outside the oh, windows of your favorite. house. And they looking at them. you. Slimy it's like the little, yeah, green frogs. Them little green, fro- green frogs. Yeah, I don't like Tree them. frogs. Oh, the guys that... Mm-hmm. So the the two guys that I went with, and Matt's Matt's been gator hunting with us with with one of the guys, they're like frog maniacs. Mm-mm. Like next weekend, they have a there's some sort of competition around here um, for frog grabbing. It's not frog gigging, grabbing. Uh-uh. My eight year old will what, hands down yes. win it. Yeah. but <laughs> that little boy can snatch some frogs. I mean, I won't even know he's out there. And yeah. he's coming up behind me. I mean, every it's nothing for him every single night to be in the bathtub with six frogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't so know how he's that's, not covered that's, in water. That's who I'm talking about chasing me around the yard with him. Yeah. What, <laughs> what I got to get him on a team. <laughs> <laughs> think we have a new intercollegiate sport, frog frog grabbing. I don't know. You know, that we sounds have, like something they would have, do in Mississippi have, for sure. They have bass fishing. They got <laughs> archery. Mississippi State needs to do that. <laughs> we do a frog grabbing deal. Speaking Why is there not? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, no, the only seriously. place you'd be able to do it would be in the southeast, probably. There's not going to be frogs anywhere else. We, you know, southeast is the only place that's good. I at mean, sports just anyway. a little fun. We should ask one of the high schools. Yeah. Hey, maybe I could do it at the stadium. No, we could do it within all the bass teams. 
Yeah. You know, the high school bass teams. Yeah. I think I've told the story before, but when I was in Illinois bow hunting one year, the landowner, we were talking and they have a competition for the largest raccoon. Yeah. And uh, like they get out of school for it and stuff <laughs> like one day a year in like Heck yeah. Illinois. Hey, 30 something pounds. Ooh, but you got to understand they're all, all corn. They're corn farmers, yep. yeah. so they don't want raccoons anyway. So that's just right. their way of. They ought to do that for hogs and everything. Oh no! They have the ag department go out there and do it. I don't think up yeah. there they have hogs though, like we do. Uh, hogs, not not as bad as we do. Hunter safety was um was our health course. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. We could do that. Oh, that's awesome. Frog grabbing. You know what? I'm gonna start. We're gonna start that up on social media and see where it goes. Oh, um, uh, I'll be recruit your baseball players. Oh, they're not grabbing frogs. <laughs> I'm not sure I want them grabbing frogs. Oh Let yeah, they're fingers are delicate. We should get it in the high schools. There you go. But you know what? Though, like what I found last night, and and, and they can always chunk the frogs <laughs> back and forth in there with the gloves. We have PETA all over the field. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you ever had to deal with PETA? No, I, I guess because the alligators are so... Only one time because they did the little selfie thing on Facebook. Yeah. With why shoot animals shoot, when you can shoot a selfie. Shoot selfies, not animals? Yeah. Did you post a picture with a dead alligator when you did that? I did. I figured. Yeah. Because everybody that hunted or whatever would have like a deer. Yeah, they were going to come to the Jones Law <laughs> Firm. I'm like, good, please, let's go. We were going to cater it. <laughs> oh, God. I've, uh, I ran into PETA quite a bit um showing cattle growing up really they would yeah, come down yeah, to i the didn't think about that yep. yeah they would come down to the fairgrounds and i mean freak the animals out and stuff like that because they're yelling and or whatever and yeah did, did I, don't, they, I don't have a very good even at a young age i my mom would tell me emma you can't say anything you can't say that you're going to get in trouble because <laughs> i would want to <laughs> tell them off those people are nuts they are i looked it up on social media the other day because uh we had uh David Ellis, we did a show with him a few weeks back. Y'all, y'all. Yeah, and it, it was fantastic. It was so much fun. But then, um, I, like, I asked him, I was like, do you ever have to deal with Peter or anything? I don't know even how we even got into it, but he was like, oh, man, yeah, I get messages and things like that and death threats and all yeah, that. Yeah, he and, does. And so I was like, I got to go look at this. I've never even looked at Peter or whatever. And I was like, these people are fanatics. They're nuts. So, but, you know, you're talking about grabbing, you know, grabbing. What I found out last night. I've never grabbed a frog before. I've always gigged them. Mm-hmm. Grabbing the frogs is way easier than gigging them. Yes. Because I, you have I, more control. Right. I was like, the first like three frogs I tried to gig, I missed them. <laughs> but I was 100% success rate when I grabbed. Mm-hmm. But we, we, filled a, we filled a five-gallon bucket up with them. So, anyway, speaking of grabbing stuff, uh, Mississippi did the snake grabbing thing. Uh, was it Lake Washington? Mm-hmm. Lake Washington. Mm-hmm. And you oh, were, yeah. That's the thing you wanted me to go to. I wanted to go. It was not yes. happening. We were supposed to go. Neither one of us got to go, though. You, yeah. Did you? Yeah. I didn't get to go. I wasn't able to go. I love that event. Okay. So, I, I need to know. Do they put snakes out that you're supposed to grab, or are you supposed to just ride around and get snakes? No, you, you ride, ride around. around. They're just all in the... I've done it before for the two years. Well, I know you get a lot of banded water snakes, probably. Mm-hmm. But, like, what do y'all do about cottonmouths? I'm sure you're going to run We just don't them. grab them. We've only... Actually, last year, I think that there was only, like, two or three even seen. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever accidentally grabbed one? Yeah. Actually, two years ago, um, there was a guy bit. And last I year, there was out. a guy bit. My mouth. <laughs> but so, it's mostly it just accidental. water snakes. 
they weren't with somebody that. You know. But see, like the banded water snake is very similar looking to a cottonmouth. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, you, you have to really look close. I'd to be tell the, the guy difference. that accidentally grabbed the cottonmouth. So that's you better I'm have saying. a friend that's an expert on uh, snakes, or either it's, have a big poster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I've thought about that too. Because I want to do it. I really want to do it. But my mom is so worried that she's going to get that phone call. Hey, your daughter's yeah. at the hospital. Look, if you want to touch snakes and stuff, there's a lady down the hallway that's got a hognose snake right now. That's true. Yeah. We actually is it yellow? No, it was like a... Uh, it's like a tan color. Tan. Oh, there was a snake color. here last year. I took a picture with it. Yeah. It was, it was profile a big, picture for our python while. thing or whatever mm-hmm. they had last year. What kind of snake has that been? It's a cottonmouth. That's a banded water snake. Uh, it's they can flatten their <laughs> heads, too, to look really fat. If they feel threatened, they can flatten their heads to look like the a... banded water snake skin? Mm-hmm. That's All what right. I was telling you. Like that, dude. I'd have thought that was a cottonmouth too. <laughs> so there's a there's a guy here at the show that that you introduced me to earlier. That uh, we got to figure out how to have him on uh, if we can get him away from people today. Um, Dusty. Uh, I've seen him on TV. He, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he the guy that walks around barefoot everywhere in the glades? He does. I told Matt that earlier. I was like. You don't have any shoes on. I said, I'm pretty sure that's the guy that walks around barefoot in the Everglades. That is not for the show. He does that absolutely 100%. You got to get in, Dusty in here to talk to you. Yeah. He's a great guy. Well, you can help us with that, right? Oh, I'll get him okay. in here. He, yeah. um, everything he does, he does it himself. He goes out there barefooted and he's just real passionate about what he does. Yeah. I know we're on a time constraint here because you got to get you guys back to your fans. Before you go, what's next for Sippy Girls? Oh, there's going to be some big things in the oh, future. Yeah, One of the things that we're doing right now is, um, like I mentioned, I got alligator tags this year. So we're doing an um, application process where we want um, some young girls to, well, young men to, either way. Um, but it's being Sippy Girls, we would we would love that special girl to come out Um with us and so the application process is going to be um you can get on sippygirls.org and the application process will be on there or email us at sippygirls22 at gmail.com or of course you can get in touch with us on our personal pages as well facebook pages and when you guys post that stuff we can share it yes yeah Yeah. for sure because you know i know we talked about it before i've got daughters and i think what you guys are doing is really cool to get girls in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that's needed. So, yeah. Well, before you go, uh, remember, and I'll text you guys, but August 24th. Yes, do text at me. At 530. Where is it? In Hattiesburg. In Hattiesburg. Yeah. Okay. And what's the name of the... It's Whitetails Unlimited. Uh, is it the, Whitetails Unlimited? Yeah, it's Whitetails Unlimited. Um, and it'll be, uh, they're calling it the uh, the Pine Belt Banquet. I'll actually be headed down to Louisiana. I wondered if you were going to be around then, if you'd already. I'll be coming by there. Okay. Well, maybe we can work it out. Yeah. Try to marry that up. Mm hmm. Yep. I'll be there for sure. 100%. We got you a spot. So, all right. Well, you guys go get back to uh, kissing babies and shaking hands. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank y'all. Thank you. Hunting season is here, so why are you still loading your four wheeler in the back of your truck? Head on over to Bill's Collision Center and Trailer Sales in Columbia, Mississippi. They got a trailer for all of your hauling needs, including trailers for four wheelers, side by sides, and tractors. 
gooseneck trailers and dump trailers are also available. And in the event that you kill a deer with your truck rather than your rifle, they can take care of that too. Check them out on Facebook at Bill's Collision Center and Trailer Sales or give them a call at 601-736-3219. All right. We're still at the extravaganza. We're joined by Jack of All Trades, Robin Carlin. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, glad, glad, glad we finally were able to pull you away from this thing to get in here and talk about it some. Um, you know, last year was our first year to do a booth here this year. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it this year, but thank you for letting us come up here and do some shows and, you know, all that, uh, all that stuff. So it was really good to get to see everybody again. I know. And you guys are like the only podcast um, locally that does this that has come to our show. So when, you know, you saw us put together our celebrity social media stars in the industry list this year, I thought you guys would be perfect to come and get in front of us some yes. people. And it sounds like y'all have, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, throughout the year, well, yeah, since we did the show last year or did, did, did the Ganza, we made so many connections through that. And it pretty much gave us shows for the year. Yeah, I saw y'all did something with Heather Smith Outdoors, right? So she was supposed to come, but she's filming right right now, The Naked and Afraid, so she had to cancel on us. Uh, I was really looking forward to meeting her. She's awesome. Uh, She looks just like a bad, can you say a double S on a podcast? Or what are the George Carlin rules? (laughs) (laughs) We we could bleep you out. No, she looks, she just looks like a bad woman. Yeah. Did, Did she reveal, she may not be able to, did she reveal where they're filming? Like where is this year? No. She can't say. No, she okay. couldn't say yet. Okay. Um, I was just curious. You know, she was able to talk about the new show, Castaways, that's coming out and everything, so that's going to be really cool. But, uh, but yeah, just, you know, the connections that we made up here. Matt and I were talking about it earlier, and I was like, you know, if we never get anything outside of our ventures into the outdoor deal here, we've made some really cool friends through this. So thank you for making that happen. You're welcome. Let's talk about this year's Ganza. Some new faces, some new booths. Uh there's a lot more there's a lot more uh stuff out there this year than it was last year. Yeah, I mean this is our second year to have it at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. It's a thirty sixth annual extravaganza, so that means guys thirty six years we've been doing that. I know, uh, Ben, you're not even that old, are you? No, I'm older than, I'm <laughs> I'm 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 older. You're thirty six, aren't you? No, I'm thirty seven. We're not going to talk about it. I'm 39. Why can't, I'm, why can't you I'm, talk about I'm, it? I mean, I'll be 40 in a few months. I graduated a year after you did. There you okay. go. He's 38 then. So 36 year we've had it. It's always been a family-friendly event. So we've, um, we've a lot of the, I, I can't speak for all 36 years. This has only been my third year to be involved. But we've always had the hand-grabbing catfish, the kids' BB gun range, the kids' archery range, the kids' casting range but this year we added nine inflatable water slides outside we added uh coon dog races it's the funniest thing you've ever seen they have this raccoon fake little stuffed furry animal that they have on a rope and they say ready set go and they let the two coon coon dogs race each other out there on the pond and and they're chasing this little raccoon and both times i have watched these races one one of the dogs will just go exit stage left and just start taking <laughs> off because there's all these people out here hooting and hollering and they get distracted and they're just swimming around and you feel so bad for them because you're like well they, they can't get out i mean they had to they the clyde muse center they're the nicest people to work with they put in this year just for us just for this event two ramps to have these coon dog races and it's hysterical so those will be going on um sunday as well 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't know if you were, were date agnostic on this podcast, but, but today's the Saturday of the show. So those are two new things we did um, specifically for family friendly kid environments. And, and can, then and we you did see those inflatables. I was like, uh, you can see, I know, right I off the on interstate, 20 and I was right? Like, That's right where I'm going. I mean, if I were, you know, a kid, <laughs> or, you know, even 21, I might be like, pull over. I want to see what that is. Yeah. <laughs> but we added the gun giveaway every hour. All three days. Um, and then too, we did yeah. Ganza Bucks. So we have some people that are winning $100 to any vendor they want uh, to buy something. So $100. So That's it's, cool. yeah, we got just a lot more stuff this year for the family, for, for everyone really. Um, so we're just, you know, Dan Robinson, Rob Neblett, our two promoters, and myself, we're just con constantly thinking of ways to make it bigger and better and different. So it's not the same. You know, you've been doing something for 36 years. It tends to get very repetitive. So you want to, you know leave your mark and and try to make it bigger and better every year i think you guys have done that i mean and like i said last year was my first ganza and then i you know i kept seeing all the posts this year like this is going to be bigger it's going to be better and when i walked in today i was like whoa today, today was, was crazy busy. i I'm, I'm just so glad the weather has held up for us. We did get a little bit of a sprinkle storm for about 30 minutes this afternoon. But, I mean, just that's three years in a row that I've been involved that it has not rained. And the, that in and of itself is a blessing. Right. Um, what are some of your – all right, I well, this might indict you, but I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some of your favorite events or the favorite booths and stuff from the Ganza? I mean, on a personal level, on a personal level, there, you know, it's my third year doing it. There's some vendors that I just, I really like their personalities a lot. Right. And then there's some vendors. I just think they have really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, light boots, obviously is the winner in product. Um, Easy Money Hunt Company, they have really cool stuff. I love Hurricane Marsh's gear. I love Spring Legion's gear. Um, that. Southern Style Traditions has some really cool clothes. Oh, the girls from Griffith Outfitters are awesome. So I love some of those vendors in terms of the products they carry. But, I mean, we have some charities that come, like Wahhabi Shriners mm -hmm. or the Marines, that are just the nicest people. They're so easy to work with. Um, I appreciate that. So I think there's something for everyone here. I mean, whether you want food whether you want ice cream, whether you want a baby romper with sunshines printed on it, or yeah, you want some true. good boots, you want a duck blind, you want a deer stand, you want a shoulder mount. There's something for everyone here in the hunting and the fishing and the outdoor industry, and that's a part of it. And then in addition to that, we have great nonprofits like Finish the Pumps that are here, Lion Sight that are here that do so much great work. So I'm biased in that answer because I love people's personalities, but I also love some of their products. So... I guess I, the ones I just mentioned, I'd have to just kind of go with some of those for different reasons, but you get it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know the face a nice, a nice person. Listen, a oh, nice person, a nice smile goes a long way. Right, right. Yeah, it's the, the Kimberly Schwarzkopf thing is what you're talking about. Is that what it is? You know yeah. what's great about her? Is and there were so kids up there waiting. This time last year, she was pregnant, and she was giving birth like a I week later. That. And the little girls she brought with her to did that was the baby that was in her stomach. So that's uh, kind of something cool. that you see doing this show year after year with some of your vendors that come back. So that's kind of stuff that I love. And, and you know, to kind of go further with what you just said about people coming back, you know, we talked about there's a lot of new stuff on here, but there's a lot of people on here that we saw last year. And a lot of those, you know, the people that we met and connected the lo with. The loyal. Right. And, and, and I think that's a testament to how good 
of an event this is every year. Well, especially this year because there's a competing show in a similar yeah. industry. We, <laughs> we won't say we, their name, we, but it's right across the river. And right. I've had a couple of people come up to me and say, Robin, I'm loyal to you guys. And I'm I, that means so much to me right. because some there are some vendors here who are doing both shows. Now, if you can staff it, great. Right. right. Um, but there are some vendors who said you couldn't pay me to go to that show. I'm going to be loyal to y'all. And that means the world, right. you know, and I think giving good service is why people come back year after year. And you've, uh, you've added a couple of new personalities this year or celebrities, um, that, that we haven't met yet. Uh, one is Dusty Wildman. Um, yeah, I met him last night. <laughs> he's so a hoot. Ashley introduced me to him earlier, and he's 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 a neat fellow. Yeah, he is. And, and and then after I met him and I walked off, I was like, I remember seeing him now on TV. He's the guy that walks around the glade. The snake man. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't wear shoes. Yeah, I, I haven't met him yet. How old is the guy? About forties, upper thirties. I yeah. mean, okay. yeah. He's not a teenager. I've just heard. He's not as young as like Bubba Buck or Josh Carney, but he's not as old as Preston Pittman. How about that? (laughs) Somewhere in between. Yeah, somewhere in between. You know, you said Josh Carney. So glad to see him back again. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to make it back. uh, You know, he, um, he, uh, if, if you don't know who Son of the South Josh Carney is, get your phone out now and look this guy up. He is such an inspiration because he was shot turkey hunting by his own father with a shotgun and he should not be alive. But not only is he alive, he has never had a bad day in his life. He always has a smile on his face at like a million dollar smile too. Like a, like a, he's a good looking dude and I love his personality. I love his outlook on life. But after he left the extravaganza last year, we kept in touch a little bit and he wasn't doing well. He's had like maybe two or three surgeries to try to remove some of the shrapnel from his back of his shoulder. His arm went numb for, for months. He spent months in the hospital. He spent months in a rehab facility and he is back here for three days in a row. Yeah. That's amazing. We're so lucky to have him back. And Because and, he is one of those people, we were talking earlier, yes. Alfred, he is one of those people that people will walk in the door and say, where's Josh Carney's booth? Yes. And and you know what, If which he's a very talented person as well, but even if he didn't have those talents, his personality, that infectious smile, and the inspiration that he is to people is more than enough to get people to come by and love him. Absolutely. He's, he's that kind of guy. Um so grateful that we were able to meet him last year and we've all been able to keep in touch throughout the year. And Isn't that the best part that you don't just meet them once in the event and you go on with your lives that you keep right. in touch with these people. That's why we call, we've started calling the extravaganza, the redneck reunion and not to right. say that in a, a bad way, but I mean, we all are got some rednecks in us one way or another. And it really is just kind of a reunion, reunion of, of sorts because we don't just see and talk to each other once a year. We stay in touch. Right. So it's like a family reunion. Uncle yep. Eddie's here. Uncle Eddie's here somewhere. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. So, Fast forward, with everything you guys have done this year, now I'm assuming that planning for this takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. It's a year-long thing. That's what I was going to say. I'm assuming as soon as this is over, you start planning for next year. Well, we allow vendors to go ahead and um, reserve their booth for next year and just pay the deposit. Yeah. So what's going to be new next year? You got some ideas? I mean, gosh, I I haven't even really processed this one yet to to sit down and think about what would make it bigger and better. I mean, obviously getting bigger and more celebrities is always going to increase your draw. Right. Um, 
we are so in love with the staff at the Clyde Mew Center and Jake Wyndham, this the mayor of Pearl, that we want to keep the event here, even though we could outgrow it, right? I mean, you we're like we were saying, we're not we're not tripping over people that it's that packed, but but it's you, it's getting packed in there. And you and, haven't outgrown it yet, but you're. Well, we're getting close. close, so I don't want to have to move the vineyard. But I think that the people, the people at Heinz Community College in the Clyde Mew Center, they would probably build us an annex building. I mean, that's how much they love this event and how much they love what this event has done for the city of Pearl. All right. So who knows? What other events do you have planned that you have to do? For the Mississippi Wildlife Federation, right. so I am—I don't even think I introduced myself correctly. I'm—I am the the director of operations right. for the I, Mississippi. I just called you the Jack of all trades. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm the director of operations for the Mississippi Wildlife Federation. Um, the extravaganza is obviously our largest fundraiser of the year, but we do a dozen other programs. I mean, just in the same month, we did a kids' art and ecology camp down at the Walter Anderson Museum in Ocean Springs. In September, we are having a kickoff to hunting season um, concert fundraiser with country music artist Jamison Rogers. Um, that will be September 28th at Dooling Hall. October 26th, we are having a um, a fundraiser skeet shooting competition out at Providence Hill Farm in Flora. And of course, we'll have our hunters feeding the honey, hungry program as soon as deer season opens. Um, we'll do use squirrel hunts. We'll continue to do our kids fishing rodeos. We'll continue to do our um, habitat stewards programs down on the coast. We'll continue to do our adopt a stream programs all over the state. So we have a lot going on. As soon as this is over, I'm moving on to the next event. And the, the, I want to put her on the spot real quick. If you don't <laughs> know this, Robin, it's totally fine. And I know you're not going to know exact numbers, but can you give us an idea of how successful Hunter's Harvest has been? How many people I can talk about this for kind of thing? So this past year we received over or we donated twenty two thousand pounds. Oh my one gosh. pound of venison equates to four meals. If you think about yeah. going to the grocery store, Absolutely. one pound of burger, that's four hamburgers, right? So twenty two twenty two thousand pounds is over eighty thousand meals that we provided for the state of Mississippi. I think that's crap. And you want to know why? Because the state of Tennessee, right above us, you know how many pounds they did last year? Over 100,000 pounds. That's over 400,000 meals. And I would we have just as great of hunters. Kill as many as exactly. Do. I mean, uh, we have just as great of hunters. We have just as many, the population of white-tailed deer. We have just as many outdoor enthusiasts. Why is Tennessee donating so much more than Mississippi is? So I, I take the, the blame. I'll put the onus on me for that. I need to get out. I need every processor in the state of Mississippi signed up to this program. Right now we have 26 processors acro across the state. It has grown a I lot need, in the last It has. Years. Now it, it's this, we just had it for the 10th year and it's grown every single year since inception. So it's trending upwards, which is always great. But when I tell you what Tennessee does, we got a lot of work to do, Yeah, you know, right. and, and if they can donate, donate over 400,000 pounds of unwanted venison to help oh, feed families of mississippi and i was like well that's not that big One hundred thousand. i thought you said 400 you four, 100,000 pounds yes, times 400, four is meals. five times they're killing donation. us they're killing us and there's no reason i i don't know why well part of it is i will say i bet now this is me just being a homeboy and giving mississippi some credit but i bet we're much more into eating what we kill oftentimes than some other north of us but i can't guarantee that well 
I mean, I used to live in Tennessee. I don't know if I've ever seen a deer processor. You're probably right, <laughs> but but we need to get the word out about the it's Hunter's Harvest. We need to get the word out about this program because yeah, that's why I wanted to hit on it. Because we that's work a big with deal. three food banks um, across the state. Um, so the way it works is every processor usually has a charity of choice. It's usually a local church or a women's shelter or a children's home in their uh, county or in their city that they give the meat to. Now, if if they don't have a charity of choice, or let's say the the charity can't take anymore, they already have enough. They don't have enough freezer space then we work with the mississippi food bank we work with the mid-south food bank which is based out of memphis and services north mississippi and we work with the feeding the gulf coast which services uh south mississippi they will come pick it up and between the three of them they have over 100 outreach agencies so we can get easily the meat to the families who need it i just need more hunters to donate yeah does, does the federation help with cost? We pay the processors okay. to not only say. not only and we yeah. provide them with the two pound meat bags. So we provide them with a banner to hang up at their store. We provide them with the brochures to educate about the program. We pay them for their time to package and process the venison. We pay them to skin the deer, and we will give them a freezer, a seven foot freezer, seven by whatever. Pay for shipping for that if they don't have enough space at their processing store for the venison or if they want to keep the charitable venison separate from their regular business operations. So when you come to something like this event or the, the concert kickoff you're talking about, you're helping feed families really. When, yep. you, when, you, when you pay this the $10 event, entry, I'm just making up a Just number. in the processing phase last year, I paid $20,000. Okay. And that's just in the processing phase. Yeah. And I, that's why I that's asked not that. I ra- that's not radio advertising. Yeah. That doesn't pay, That's not the bags. That's not the banners. That's not the freezers. That's not admin time for my staff yep. to, you know, travel and educate people. So um, it's twenty a minimum, minimum of $20,000 just to run the program like bare minimum and we want to grow it right we want to beat tennessee <laughs> i i believe at it is something one of those, right we want to beat tennessee at something i believe it is <laughs> one of those programs that has you know we don't get a lot of good publicity in in general hunters don't always right but this is one where you could take someone who doesn't even believe in hunting but if times are tough on them they right. will you know this is a chance to reach out to them and be like man i they just fed my family for a week. Listen, we, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> we are a 501c3, so all donations are tax deductible. And so, you know, wealthy Mississippians, you may not be into hunting. You may not be into fishing. You might not even care about the outdoors, but I guarantee you I can pull on your heartstring when it comes to feeding hungry people in the, 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 what are we, the, the, the poor state. Are we still the poor state yeah, in the we're, nation? We're pretty close. We're, we're so, either it so or 49. <laughs> I can find something, or, or I'm sure you care about education for kids with our adoptive stream, our Habitat Steward program. So between all of our programs that we did, the Mississippi Wildlife Federation, whether if you're not a hunter or fisher, you're not into the outdoors at all, I can find something that we do that you will care about. I thought it was really cool. We had Ellie Chain on the show a while back. What a doll. Loved her. She right. raised over seven thousand dollars for us for Hunter's Harvest. She raised four thousand, about thirty five hundred dollars herself, promoting the program and selling um, deer antler ornaments. She was Miss uh, Mississippi Outstanding Teen runner up. Right. So she's Miss Hattiesburg Outstanding Teen, and in the pageant she competed in in April, she got runner up. Her chair, her platform was Hunter's Harvest. She did such a wonderful job for us. She herself raised thirty five hundred dollars, and then her father said, "Whatever you raise, I will match." Right. So they gave us seven thousand dollars <laughs> for our program. I not. 
she's a beautiful girl. Oh, I yeah. mean, but someone that lovely on the inside too, who loves to hunt and fish. I mean, that, oh, yeah. you don't I'm find that very laughing. often. I was laughing about the situation that dad might've been in. He was probably like, she's going to raise 500 bucks. Or something. <laughs> right. All of a sudden we really enjoyed having her on the show. She was fantastic. And I thought it was just neat that I thought it was rare that you have somebody in that, the, the the beauty pageant scene or whatever and she wasn't afraid to get on stage and pitch that as as, as her platform and I she nailed she it cool. too we oh, posted on um instagram and our facebook page her talking yeah. about it i mean she nailed it i mean i might got like a little tear in my eye because i was like a proud little mom yeah <laughs> well robin thank you for stepping in and joining us for a while um is there anything else that anybody needs to know about next year's ganza i mean <sighs> Just come if you haven't. If you've never been to an extravaganza, please come to your first. If this you've been to several, pl- please let you know. We, you can contact me at info at mswf.org. Let us know what you liked. Let us know what you didn't like. Let us know what your ideas are. Um, if there's some social media stars you think we need to reach out to in the hunting, fishing, and outdoor world, let me know. Um, and yeah, let's just make it a greater event. We want new people. We want same people coming back. We just want everyone. We all, all we want is just everyone. That's right. Real simple. We're going to talk about it more real soon. But, uh, one thing this one has that nobody else has, correct me if I'm wrong, is if, if you're, you know, I'm not into buying t-shirts here and that I'm a deer hunter. I'm just a man and all that. Well, guess what, buddy? Bring your bragging rights with you because they have the Magnolia Records program. That's right. You officially get your deer score. We have 97 deer. Got We've right increased now, yeah. by 10% each year. Last year, I think it was about 87 deer. We have 97. We have nine velvets up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, see? How cool is I that? Mississippi that cool. just had its first ever yep, velvet, velvet season, season. And, and we're talking about just the three days. It was the hottest and three we days have, ever. We have, oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I remember. It. I went we have, fishing. We have nine velvets up there. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah. We have some really good-looking mounts this year. I don't know if y'all have had a chance to go look at all of them, yeah. but there are some really, really different ones, neat ones this year. See, that's my biggest draw at this. Is I, I yeah. just want to see what everybody kills your records is really cool you know it's magno uh, our magnolia records program is the state's only official deer scoring program and it's based off the boone and crockett standards but there is no don't be confused with any other big buck contest or deer yeah. contest. magnolia records is the state's only official deer scoring program you know i'm at just drawn to that more than anything else here bragging rights because he puts one up there every year Hey, don't get on to me. Have, you won, big have you won the big buck contest yet? I did in 2020. Okay, nice. So you got a little cash money do, in your hey, pocket? Do you know was, who takes? That was a COVID know? year. Yeah, nobody, did. nobody did it. Oh, no, that's was, right. We, we didn't. were here in 21. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no you're right. We didn't, we didn't have the extravaganza during 2020 and COVID for obvious reasons. So we allowed the big buck contest to include the previous, the two yes. previous system, and you, and you seasons. And you know who texted me and posted, posed with a picture? I forgot about this. Uh, by my, the one that won first place overall in the ribbon? George. He was here. Dr. Smith? Yeah. Oh, man. I remember because I was still gone. I was out, I hadn't come back to get the deer yet, and he was like, "Hey, buddy, I think you won," and it had the big first place banner. And I was like, "Oh man, awesome!" George, <laughs> Doctor Smith told my mom he was coming today because of the inflatables. He wanted to bring his 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 grand yeah. grandkids. Rest in peace to yep. one of the greatest. You know, uh, he wasn't one of the original founding members of the Mississippi Wildlife Federation because we've been. We've been around for over 75 years, so it's not like he started it when he was five. Um, but he is one of the 
he was very instrumental in making the Mississippi Wildlife Federation what it is today. He donated thousands of dollars every year. Huge supporter. Um, the the Mississippi community lost a great man this past Wednesday, and Dr. J. George Smith. Well said. You got anything else for us, Robin? I don't know. I'm just glad we're, you guys are having fun. We're going to turn you back loose into the madness out there. I told the lady oh at the desk <laughs> that we'd bring you back. So thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I love talking to you guys. You no, guys are great. We, we, we love this. We love you guys. We really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. So it only felt right that I give a little, uh, just a little shout out to a friend of mine that we lost this week. Uh, Dr. George Smith was a member of our hunting camp. He was a founding member, was there for 50 years. And uh, I come in three years ago. I'm green behind the ears and everything. I don't know anything about duck hunting, really. And that man helped guide me, made me feel at home, always had something nice to say, and just an advocate for the outdoors. And he just did things right. And uh, the hunting community needs more people like George Smith. Uh, just give you guys a little bit of background on Dr. Smith. He's been successful in just about everything he's ever done in his life. Uh, so much so that uh, he was always a great gardener. He would bring his own black-seeded Simpson lettuce that he would grow for us to eat. And uh, his garden is actually listed in the Smithsonian Archives of American Gardens. And uh, I've, I just don't know if I've ever met a man as passionate about turkey hunting as he was. And he was the same way with waterfowl. So uh, we hated to lose him, but we'll see him again one day. And I just felt it was appropriate to mention him. Thanks, man.